live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios. This is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Do you ever see those highly successful people and wonder what it took for them to get there or why? What motivates them and how do they just keep going and gaining and growing and gaining? So we are here to talk today about achievers and what it takes for us to be achievers and what it can do for you if you want to be an achiever and maybe not even an overachiever but an achiever so we are here to do some introductions this is through the glass ceiling and i would love for my co-host to introduce themselves hey everybody my name is Brittany green i'm the owner and coach of advantage business coach hi guys it's emily crone associate attorney at greer hers and adams And I am Janet Cohn, and I am an account executive at a large food distribution facility. And I am actually calling in this morning on um, a video streaming, so I get to see my lovely co-host from Austin, Texas, while they are in Kima, Texas. So technology is amazing. And a big shout out to our producer, um, Greg, who works with us to get us digitally together so we can come and visit you guys every week. So... So I kind of have been reading this book, um, or listening, let's just say that. It's called An, um, Grit by Angela Duckworth. And to be very honest, I've been to two conferences where she's spoken at, and I've been hand-given the book twice, and here I am listening to it on Audible um, because reading is just too difficult for me. I can read. <laughs> it's so inefficient. Come on. It's I so inefficient. I can't do it when I'm driving. No. I can't read and drive at the same time. And so. I fall asleep in bed when I read, so it's just impossible. That's why I said in the chair I literally started a book yesterday I got like 30% through it just sitting in the chair yesterday so guess what I'm doing after we get done today there you go there you go so grit and they're talking about grit in so many different um situations and I'm I'm really enjoying it because she's been following students she's been working with um businesses she finds people that are successful and um you know she kind of is just working to see like why do people succeed maybe more than others or why are people um receiving more accolades or you know achieve more and um, more maybe trip not trips but more um awards than others or gets higher rankings than others and so i kind of wanted to talk to you guys because i like to think we're kind of you know we're achievers we work really hard to be where we're at and um we are successful kind of in our own um in our own um business circles and what we do so i kind of wanted to ask you guys um you know what was what was school like for you? Maybe growing up, did you work hard at school? Did you um, do a lot of time spending like your homework? Were you always studying? I want to know what your school life was like to make, to just kind of preface that. Okay, let's see. School for me. So this is going to be kind of interesting because Emily went to a different kind of school. You went to more of a performing arts school. So we're going to get some different perspectives. Um, so school for me was I, I wasn't one of those people that could go in and take the test without studying. I had to study. And if I didn't study, it was going to go really, really bad because I tried it a couple times. It did not work. So I was one of those that I had to study, um, but I still had my extracurricular activities. Um, I did not play sports in high school or junior high. Well, no, I take that back. I played one season of volleyball. <clears throat> it wasn't pretty. 
but um so that's what school was for me is i i was one of those people like i had to study but all my extracurricular activities were more academic i did student council and debate and so even like my extracurricular activities i had to study for so apparently i'm a glutton for punishment um but i was like what i guess i was thinking about this because uh, janet texas spent this a couple days ago to do this this topic was that my drive to succeed in school was to beat my brother <laughs> my brother and I are 15 years apart. This is going to sound kind of crazy. And if he ever listens to this, he's going to laugh. But um, we're 15 years apart in age. And so there was all these things, all these hallmarks that he he did or didn't do. And he's not an overachiever. He's not a super people person. This this concept here would probably scare the pants off of him. But, um, you know, I wanted to letter and get a letterman jacket because he never lettered. Um, so that was one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to, um, I actually walked for my graduation. Um you know, I wanted to have be higher in the school uh, rankings, the class rankings than he did. I wanted to have a higher SAT score. I wanted to have a higher GPA. Like he was my driving force. Like I just wanted to be better than him. So I guess that's what drove me in high school was just I wanted to I really want to deep dive into this but I feel like we should do it off the mic <laughs> probably over probably. some drinks or something it. I love it too but I love it she had a reason I did why she wanted to do what she did I'm yeah. not competitive or anything but you know right. well you especially <laughs> aren't compared to you know when compare yourself to him right yeah no 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 I mean it really was it, he was my driving force and I don't even think he realized he even did it he was probably one of my biggest supporters at my graduation he wanted to take all the pictures which was really bad because he cut the heads off um, but he he was super excited because I was able to do all of these things so I ended up having his support but yeah no he was my driving force I just wanted to beat him at everything wow yeah yeah um, for me, school was, um, when I was really young, school was very easy. I thought, you know, I could just kind of go to school and make a grades. So it was fine. Uh, but I did start dancing very early in my life, doing ballet and stuff like that. And I actually did competition dance, um, when I was young up until about 10 years old. And so I think that I'm not really that competitive, but I think that brought out some comp competition in me, um, doing competitive dance. And then... I got into middle school and I had to start studying a little harder because it gets harder as you get older and um, stayed in dance and theater and was always part of a really good dance troupe and a good theater troupe. We were kind of the best in town and it was fun being the best. And I think that's kind of what I'm going to summarize with is how much fun it is to win. But um, and then I got into the high school that, you know, it's a magnet program. So we had to audition and moved to Houston. And the high school that I went to, HSPVA, it is um a very high achieving school all around. Um, they have great academics. So half the day you go to your art area, which is dance, music, singing, um, singing and instrumental theater, um, or visual art. And then the other half of the day, you have these very hard academic classes. Um, I feel like in school, I, d I did have to study too, but what really helped me was when I had great teachers. Um, so you pay attention to class and then you just soak it in and you can regurgitate it for a test. But um, I also didn't obviously play sports, except I did try track in middle school. Also not pretty. My <laughs> knee still has like whatever is on the track in it and you can see it. Um, so sports, not competitive. But um, both of my parents worked really hard um, and they still do. And uh, I come from a very hardworking family. So I mean, obviously, I was a lazy teenager sometimes, but law school was, you know, you have you have to treat law school like it's a job, um, a full time job, even though you're also working usually. So lots of studying there. But again, if I, if I had a good teacher, um, it would make me pay attention and then I would just soak it all in and want to learn more. And 
I'm a natural um, craver of information and knowledge. And so that's just kind of something I was born with, I think. But having um, hardworking parents and then being involved in something competitive where you start winning and you start really liking the way it feels to achieve and to win um, is good. I, I think that's where it all comes from in me. So I'm going to be totally opposite of you guys. Go for it. So school was easy for me. Um, I did not study a lot. Um, if the teacher taught it, like Emily said, I soaked it in. Um, I graduated early from high school, uh, just because I, you know, I was not, I didn't, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to, you know, go and, and spend my time sitting in a classroom, you know, it just wasn't the fun place for me to be. Um, so I did not, I mean, I, I did well in, in school. I mean, I made straight A's and some B's, um, but I didn't study hard and, um, I didn't have a full reason. I too played sports in junior high. Um, I did track and basketball. Um, and that was about the extent of that too. Uh, <laughs> so this is not a sporty this group This is here. not a sports <laughs> show, period. Maybe. I, I'm sure that there are some very successful people out there that are very sports-sided um, of it, but not us girls. So, um, so yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't work real hard. And so that kind of, it, I, it throws me off a little bit to know that I don't, I don't know what changed for me except for, um, moving into my business life, I saw other people achieving and I thought, you know what, I can do that. And so that's when it kind of flipped the switch for me when I said, you know what, I can do that and I want to do that. And so then the winning, you know, came and now it's not everything's a competition, but, um, you know, it's definitely kind of a competing now. Um, and I like it, but I also don't mind losing. So it's okay on that, that side of it, but it definitely, um, Brittany's well, shaking her head. I was Brittany like, I hate not. to lose. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Janet on that one. I'm not a, if you're not first or last sort of gal, that's not me. I'll, I'll take second place, especially if I worked my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to lose worse than I want to win. Oh, wow. Well, that'll motivate you. Exactly. So I, I play golf and I, I so yeah, I guess that's the only sport that I really have. Um, but, you know, I literally took two years before I won my first tournament. And I mean, I was started competing in tournaments like six months after I started. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So it was extremely frustrating for me to learn how to play. But I learned how to play better faster because I wanted to win because yeah. I hated losing at it. So, yeah, no, I'm so one of I those wanna, people. Yeah, I want to bring that to now and your work life now. Right. We are all motivated. We're hungry. We are striving to be um, the best in our careers. And so how hard would you say that you are working now? Um, is it something that you just, you know, when you're maybe off the clock, I think a lot of us don't necessarily, I think M probably works by the clock, maybe the, the most of it. But I know, um, you know, I have time at night and on the weekends that I'm still working and trying to get stuff done. So how hard would you say that you're working now to be the best in your field? What are you doing that's getting you there? I'm going to let M go first on this one. Yeah. Um, man, that's hard. So I I do a lot of self-study um, on my own, and it's not even necessarily a direct correlation to what I do for a living. Um, it kind of is, but I do a lot of, like, this is, you know, we talked in another show 
recently about writing things down and I keep this spiral with me because like I'll see an article or I'll see something and it just catches my eye and then I'll just go on these like rabbit holes where I'm just all I want to do is learn about like the break-even analysis or sales terms for lawyers when they're trying to get clients to engage them or whatever it is and those aren't things I'm not out there studying the law but I'm studying more how to practice law which I think is um like the business of practicing law. And I, that's something where I really want to grow. And I've identified that need for myself. So now anything that comes around, I'm just kind of latching onto it and trying to soak it in. Um, I will say that it's hard, um, you know, whereas the three of us, or I should say the four of us, because we know Greg's in the room and he works really hard to be the best he can be too. But <laughs> the three of us, this may, he said maybe. maybe. He's like, kind of. So every now and then. Um, but the three of us, you know, we are, I, I think, I know that you guys are very um, driven and I know I'm driven too. And it's kind of hard when you're not surrounded by people like that all the time too, mm-hmm. to keep yourself motivated. Um, and sometimes I have to redirect my mind, redirect my focus. You know, I'm not focusing on what I need to be focusing on. And every day, what is that one thing that I really want? And am I doing something to advance myself toward that? And I just kind of keep that mantra in my head, latch onto whatever comes across my path, whether it's an article or a podcast or a post on Facebook, whatever it is. From what you just described, is you're almost like a sponge for information. It's I like am. once you start going after it, you're just going to soak up whatever you can regarding it. And thank you for using words because like that just warmed my heart. Like break even analysis. I'm like, oh, yeah, we need to talk about break even analysis. I have a question. Um, I have answers. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, but I will say again that that's when we, uh, Janet and I, did the Clifton Strengths Finder test in Leadership Clear Lake. One of my top five strengths was input in which is basically I just take in information and just want to keep it. And it's random pieces of information, whether it's music or whatever. And it's that's just one of my strengths. And so craving knowledge, man, all the time. I think I have worked harder in this career than I've worked at any other career that I've had. I've tried. I've had other businesses that I've tried and failed and things like that. And, you know, looking back on them, I probably didn't put as much effort into those as I have into my last two, um, you know, the insurance business plus this one. Um, but, you know, the return on co- being a coach is so gratifying, not only from a monetary perspective, but from a personal perspective for me to be actually able to see someone you know, develop in their selves and do all of that, you know, it's just deeply gratifying for me. And so that drives me, you know, I want to be able to help other people do that. But, you know, for me, it is continually self-educating. I always want to get a new certificate or read something new. Or if I see a hole, because I literally did this is I saw a hole in my knowledge. I'm like, all right, I literally immediately went on to Kindle Unlimited. I found books on it. I found an audible on it. And I'm like, okay, I now I'm just so deep dived into Instagram right now. It's all I can think about. Marketing, but Instagram marketing. Marketing yeah. in, on Instagram because, you know, I found a hole in, uh, you know. Your skill set. Yeah, we saw really good returns on on Facebook and things like that. But Instagram, we're getting okay results. Okay, why are we just getting okay here and we're doing really good over here? All right, my knowledge must not be good as good here. So let me go learn everything I can, not only for my clients, but for myself. And so that's kind of where I self-identify gaps in my knowledge. And then I either go seek someone who has that knowledge and go and get that from them and soak up as much as I can from them. Or I just go to online resources or books or whatever it is and soak it up that way. So I guess I'm more self-identified to drive myself on this one. Yeah. I like what you said in the beginning too. I would love to kind of hear more about that. It's almost like you're wanting to see other people achieve is what Mm -hmm. makes you, what drives you even more. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's literally my favorite part. 
I think another show is coming up. We want to just hear everything Brittany has to say on break-even analysis <laughs> and on how she yes. coaches other people. So you really don't, don't want to hear me talk <laughs> break-even analysis. Break analysis, so y'all can just fill me in. Um, we haven't so had our today. resident oh. expert on break-even yeah. analysis show yet, so we'll yeah. just do that one next, maybe. We'll put that in. Yeah, it's um, going to be about a 10-minute show because y'all are going to get bored fast. <laughs> I'm going to have a million so, questions. So, um, I think for me, um, you know, I... Um, I read, you know, I read or listen a lot and that helps me, um, just start to understand people better since I'm in sales and I am out dealing with all different kinds of people. You never know what mood they're going to be in, what their day is going to be like, what's going on in their world. And so I have to really go in and learn. I've had to learn to be a chameleon, um, and not go in with my agenda, not go in with what I need to do, um, but go in to try and help them solve their problems. And so, you know, I have, I've had to learn a lot to leave myself out of it because it's not really about me, right? I mean, I can go in and I can say, man, I need to go sell 10 cases of these brand new, awesome, tasty, amazing tempura shrimp. That's great. But, you know, does that customer need that shrimp? I mean, I can't just go in there and think I'm going to sell them shrimp if they don't need it. So I've had to really learn that it's really what do they need and what is it about for them? And it's not about for me. So I've had to, I've had to work on that because most people always, you know, I mean, we, sorry, but we care about ourselves, right? We care about what our needs are and then knowing that we've got to help other people and listen to them. So um, I want to be the best. I do love goals. I love metrics. I love to know where I rank. Um, so I surprise myself sometimes because I don't know in this new business, all of the stuff that's getting, but I'm learning it right. And now I'm, I'm getting the groove of it. I've been doing this now for, you know, selling, especially for, I hate to say like six, eight months now, um, and go, I'm really starting to get it. Good for you. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. You know, for, and you guys have such a diversified, portfolio of what you provide for you to catch on to such a wide variety so quickly is a testament to your ability or your desire to be the best. Yeah. And I try, you know, I, I've been saying lately too, where I'm like, Oh, I really don't know that. And then I'm like, I've got to stop myself because I know more than I think that I do. Yes. And I'm not as new as I used to be. And so I keep kind of doubting myself and what I, what I can do. So I've really been trying to break that habit when I say that, like, Oh, I really don't know. No, you, you do, you know more than what you're talking I, about. I think having the right mentality is one of the top keys to being a high achiever because mm -hmm. that negative sort of mentality is always going to hold you back. I mean, yeah. you can have everything else going great. You can have the knowledge and the skill set and the opportunity and the timing could be great. But if you aren't your number one supporter, um, you're not going to get as far as you could or you're not going to get very far at all. Yeah. Nobody's going to champion harder for you than you. Mm. And I actually yeah. had one of those moments the other day where I'm like, you know what? You're smarter than you think you are. I was at an event where they were talking about taxes. Now, I don't deal in taxes. Anybody ask me a tax question, I'm like, go talk to a CPA. But I was actually at an event. It was like for wealth women in something. I don't know. Or women in finance. I don't remember what it was called. Um, but I was there and I was like, okay, some of this stuff is probably going to go over my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually understand them. I know they're saying. They're is, saying yeah. words that I get. Okay. And like I'm there feverishly writing down what they're saying because I see how it correlates to what I already do. And, you know, it was one of those moments like, you know what? I'm smarter than I think I am. I love those moments. Yeah. I love yeah. those moments. And well, that's a great a great segue into the last question is, you know, what do achievers, highly successful people, 
what do they do? What is it that they do? And I get this a lot of times, like when I'm in, um, like I'm, I'm in a training session or in a training seminar and they'll come and they'll say, you know, think of the most successful person, you know, what are the traits that they have that make them a success to you? What is it that you admire from them? Or what is it that you get from them that makes them successful? So, I have, a, I found a list. A list. I found a Tell list. Tell me about this list. Okay, so in preparation for today's show, I literally put into the Google machine being an achiever and, you know, just letting it spit out whatever that meant. It meant, you know, the way that it translated it was, uh, okay, how do you become successful? You know, achieving success are kind of synonymous. Synonymous. Thank you, Emily. I got you. With each other. Uh, so you, you need to surround yourself with people who are challenged, can, can push you. Um, so the first thing is, is that, and this was specifically for, sorry, fellows, you can take these two, is 21 Habits of Successful Women. I'm not going to read all 21, but I picked out a couple that I thought were, that all of us do, um, that it was just kind of a confirmation of that we do we do this the right way, um, that we challenge ourselves. And we've kind of really dived into that so far. Um, the next one kind of surprised me. It was practicing gratitude. Mm. Is being thankful for those people that are around you. It's like gratitude is like medicine for the heart. And Janet's probably the best person of the three of us that does this of expressing gratitude. Because I'll just get a text. She's like giving me puppy face right now. Like what? Not me. (laughs) I just get a text from her. You know, sometimes like I'm thankful for you. I'm like, oh, I know. Hit me in the feels. Why don't you? So good. That's the key to happiness, though, is wanting what you already have and being grateful for what you already have exactly and the next one was to set goals and stick to them Mm. which we have done probably more than one episode on goal setting yeah we did one earlier this year so important and i even i mean i mentioned goals earlier you got to just keep your eye on that goal and keep moving the ball forward absolutely um then the last one that I kind of took from this, because I kind of want you guys to, to, to talk to this, is prioritizing the most important tasks first. This kind of links back to another episode that we have. But do you guys find that you you identify those priorities that are most important correctly? Do you kind of have some missed up sometimes? It seems important in the moment, but it ends up not really being important. I just tend to... Um forget about that tip and then I'll start doing the easy things that aren't really advancing me toward that one most important goal or two most important goals and so that's it's just something I just need to remember to do it usually when I do sit down and prioritize my to-do list for the day um, whether it's short-term goals like getting a project done or long-term goals like what am I going to do with my life um you know what I, I usually I can up? yeah I can usually prioritize those pretty good but it's just remembering that I need to prioritize them and not just worry about crossing them off a list because if I did that then I'd get all the silly tasks done first hello way to feel like you've achieved something for real what about you Janet yeah. um so yeah I try and um prioritize you know mine mine goes back to planning right so as I plan my day then I can get the things accomplished Um, When I get home at night, how important is it that I get this done? You know, I need to get this done. Or, hey, I can get that done in two days. It's not something that I need to get done straight away. So, um, but yeah, you know, you always want to take care of the things that are going to help you get the furthest um, and get the the most bang for your buck, right? Yep. 
For sure. So when you think of, you know, achievers and success, you know, I do, I think of the people in my circle. I think of people um, that we know that do things that they're passionate about or do things well. And, you know, you have to look at that as, you know, then they become your mentors or you become a mentor to someone else. You know, what are the things that you do? And, you know, Emily mentioned the, um, the strength, you know, the strength finders and mine was positivity, right? You know, I'm it's always one of mine positive. Too. I'm positive and I always lift others up and, you know, the art of being calm. I talked to someone the other day about that. You know, if you can be calm, you can rule the world. You know, if you don't get frantic, you don't get tizzied up, you don't get lost in drama. If you can stay calm under a stressful situation, you're on the right path. Um, And then also, too, don't... um, don't doubt your creativity, right? Don't, don't try and be creative. Try to, um, you know, do something a little bit different. Did you have that on your list? I had it on my list. Yeah. (laughs) And positive self-compassion and talk. Yeah. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Mm -hmm. We're all, you know, and if you stumble, if you fall, it's okay. We're going to, you know, we're going to get picked back up and keep going forward. Uh, you don't win every battle. I'm like Brittany who doesn't like to lose. Um, (laughs) You don't win every battle on it. Those are the battles even of the day or the battle of the week or the battle of a person, right? You know, you might not be able to get that, but as long as you just keep trying, keep winning and, you know, um, watch those things, then I think that that. Oh, oh lost her. Just for, there we go. That can help you be a better. Yeah. Yeah. I love that she okay. mentioned creativity and that's the reason I have it on my list too is because, um, you know, some of the most successful people I know when I think about them, whether it's clients or friends or whomever, um, the creativity, I think that's where they make their achievements is the difference between what everybody else sees as a solution and what mm-hmm. they see as a solution. Yeah. Because if you can see something that no one else sees because your mind is open and you're creative and you're compassionate to yourself and you're willing to accept, you know, whatever ideas come into your head, then that's where your success is really going to come. So creativity is 100% important. I love that you said that, Janet. Yeah, somebody the other day as I was talking to them said out of the box thinking. And, you know, that's really what it is, is like if you're so content and just, you know, following whatever, you know, is the norm or whatever, you're not going to have that out of the box, that creative thought process. Um, but, you know, you said for me is like, I, I, I hate to lose, which I do. But, you know, it's fine the difference between being afraid, you know, hating to lose and, you know, being afraid to fail. I'm not afraid to fail. It's just, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and try again. Yeah. You got to keep going. That's not a failure though. No, it's not. It's just, you found the wrong way to do it. Yeah. Well, and congratulations. Yes. um, (laughs) When you're at a level of influence with your colleagues or with your friends, um, you know, that gives you that opportunity to, um, to help them. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. that goes back to, we rise by lifting others and, you know, we have to sometimes remember, um, that people are watching us and people are looking at how we respond to things. Um, you know, you look at other people and how, you know, you see them as a success. How do they respond to those things? You know, so people are doing that for us too. And, you know, sometimes we might forget, you know, Oh, well I'm young or I'm new or I'm this, but they're watching. People are watching. You can always be an example of, you know, um, what achievement and help them, you know, build them up so that they want to achieve more. 
more and they want to be stronger and they want to grow. If someone's having a down day or doubting themselves, you know, let's, let's see what, what maybe the real reason is or what's missing there so that we can keep them. And I think about that too, like with kids, right? Our kids, how do we make sure that they, do we push them to study more hours? You know, do we push them to do that or do we just, you know, make sure that they stay with a good head on their shoulders and keep going forward? Mm. I was thinking about that today, just as a side note, how hard parenting is. (laughs) It is because you want to raise a productive member of society, but you're still trying to figure out how can I be the most productive member of society, you know? So it's, um, it's a very difficult task. My goodness. The biggest surprise for me most recently was, I think it was about a month ago, I got a message from somebody saying that they were going to be interviewing pillars of the community. And she said, I want to interview you. I never looked at myself as a pillar of the community. I never, I was like, really? No. Okay. Cool. You know. But now you are. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's so, so, so in case you were confused. Oh, I know. Right? It's like, oh. And I, I remember talking to both my parents about it. I was like, you know, I got this message. I was like, she thinks I'm a pillar of the community. They're like, well, you are. I'm like, apparently, I'm the only person that didn't realize this. So you know, if you 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 know, you want to work to that point. Um, and I guess I you you arrive without even realizing it. And I guess that's really the sign of being an achiever or successful is if that's not your goal is, you know what, I want to be the person everybody comes to. You know, if it, you let it happen naturally, you don't even realize it happens. Yeah. yeah. You stay well, focused. Sending you, sending you a weekly text. You are a pillar of the community. Did you know? <laughs> I did until not. Until you say, got it, Janet, got it. You're All like, right, I girl, already know that. I... <laughs> I um, thank you so much for joining me today as we talk about all of our great successes and how we got there and what got us there and how we can keep going and maybe helping others because that's our goal on the show is to to show other people that they can break through um, their limitations and break through the glass ceiling. So we are the ladies through the glass ceiling coming to you live from the Clear Lake area today podcast network. And um, they are in the ACU of Texas studios, but I'm here in Austin. So we will see you (laughs) next time. Okay. All righty. 